standard issue for all women. Hello there and welcome to what we'd usually call the Sunday Chops. But this week more marks the final in our series of chats with men around International Men's Day. And boy, oh boy, have we packed in the amount of views this week. Yeah, yeah we have. Thanks for asking. Previously on our IMD specials, you'll have heard me and Hannah having an absolute ball with Patterson Joseph, star of the Old Vic's A Christmas Carol, where we were chatting about the timeless appeal of Dickens, Peep Show and The Leftovers, and also getting some audible hugs. I had a brilliant natter with comedian Rich Wilson about treating our mental health as an ongoing project, which is something he regularly touches on with his guests in the excellent Insane in the Membrane podcast. Man, that title. I'm still green that Jen and Hannah got to hang out with George Alagaya, main dude at BBC News at Six, journalist, author of The Burning Land and hot contender for World's Loveliest Man. In another Envy for Mick making event that's apparently made me start talking in third person, Jen and Hannah talked macho posturing bullshit in politics with Chris Addison and Femi Olawali. I mean, there's a topic that's not going away anytime soon, right? Jen also caught up with Chris Spencer, a.k.a. Cold War Steve, about finding solace in a hellscape and fighting for Bungle. She also, what a busy bee, had a chat with Lem Sissy, poet, broadcaster and author of Sunday Times bestseller My Name Is Why, which is about his childhood in the care system and listening to others. Let's get back to this one now. Businessman Dan Atkins is the founder of Buses for Homeless, a social enterprise that's a low-cost, holistic approach to homelessness. Dan and his team have upcycled four double-decker buses to become sleeping, eating, well-being and learning spaces for previously homeless guests, with a view to getting them back on their feet. Fingers crossed, the buses go live on December the 1st. You'll notice that within this interview, we don't mention where exactly the London site is. That is because we can't, due to purder rules currently in place, which prevent anything that could be seen as lobbying ahead of the forthcoming general election. Register to vote, people! So yeah, we can't say where it is. But you can visit busesnumber4homeless.org for loads of information on the project. Now, Dan and I don't really chat much about the current stats on homelessness, so I'm going to kick off with a few here. And I am recording this intro on a day when an ill-informed bloke in the audience on BBC Question Time, I know, I was surprised too, has kick-started a debate on whether £80,000 a year makes a person rich. I mean, yeah, it does. But if anyone needs a bit of perspective, according to the latest Shelter Report, at least 320,000 people are homeless in the UK. The number of homeless people dying on the streets has more than doubled over the past five years. The death toll was 726 in 2018. Homelessness mostly impacts men and it's estimated that 84% of the homeless population are male. That said, child homelessness is up a staggering 73% since 2010. Oh yeah, that's when the Tories got in. Register to vote, people! Although it must be said, Labour's pledge for more social housing aside, it is incredibly upsetting that not one election campaign seems to be talking very much about this massive problem in our society. And it's not just about getting people into shelter. Dan and his team know that aftercare is key when it comes to changing lives. But I'll leave him to tell you more about that. Hello, I am with businessman Dan Atkins and we are on a bus, probably one of the best buses I've ever been on and I bloody love a bus. Dan, hello. Hi, I love a bus too. Yeah, you do. You've got four, <laughs> at four. least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about this glorious bus. 
I've been building buses and coaches for the last five or six years now. And the whole process started by when I went into our yard and found a 68-year-old man who was a close friend sleeping rough where you put your luggage in the coach. That broke my heart. So him and I went out that day. We brought him a bus, took it back to the yard, kitted it out. And, and him and his three kids, his dogs, lived in that for two years. And having done a little bit more research about the kind of numbers of the homelessness and, and, and stuff like that, kind of got me thinking that we can do this on a much bigger scale, which is where this crazy idea, Buses for Homeless, came into things. And there were four buses mm -hmm. in Buses for Homeless. Could you talk us through each bus? Because they each serve a very different, very important purpose. Totally. So we have a bus for shelter, a bus for dining or eating, a learning bus and a well-being bus. So primary to everyone's needs, and especially in December when it's freezing. It's fucking cold. It's so cold outside that I actually said December rather than November as well. <laughs> That's how chilly it is. But, you know, it's um, fundamental to anybody's needs is shelter. Mm -hmm. So our bus for shelter is, is just that. Um, we have 16 custom-built six-foot sleep pods with a super comfortable mattress, privacy blinds and curtains so they can have their own little space, as well as under pod storage, which is essential. Homeless people don't have a lot of stuff, but what they do have, they hold very important to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that space under, under the beds as, as well is, is great. So Dan and I have met before. We met at a CEO sleepout event in London back in October. Yeah. And it was my first sleepout. And it's an incredible experience. I mean, I'm fairly awake, I hope, to the cause. But it just opened your eyes even further, mm. which is very much what happened to you the year before, right? Yeah, the, the year before was really the game changer. You know, I'd, I'd done various different things to help and support other homeless people. But that day, it was freezing, like proper cold. I had three pairs of socks on, three layers on my legs, five on my upper body. I had three sleeping bags or blankets, two hats. But I made the error of walking from where we were slept to the toilet in my socks. And my socks got cold. And the entire night, I froze. It was one of the most challenging nights in my life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got into my car at six o'clock. The first thing I did was crank up the, um, the heater, full noise. Then I was driving back to a warm flat to get into a warm shower, to have a warm breakfast, and then get into a warm, safe bed. And I actually cried in that moment because... There's 9,000 people sleeping rough in London tonight that won't have that same pleasure or privilege. And that's quite chilling. And it was that moment there where I realized that I must take action and we have to get the Buses for Homeless project up and running. A big shout out to Bianca Robinson, who runs CEO. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fellow Kiwi. Awesome. Right. Super taking cool. over. She sure. is incredible. And it is such a, it's a great thing because it does change people's views. Perceptions. Of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. Um, we spoke at an event today and I asked a room full of people supporting homeless people who has ever slept rough. And out of 50, how many do you think? Like three? One. One. Was that you? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I and think it should be compulsory. The whole room was like, holy shit. If you have not had the experience of sleeping rough, congratulations. 
what I'd highly recommend is for, for those willing and able, there's the World Sleepout Day on December the 7th. It will be freezing, yeah. but that day will actually change your perceptions on how hard it is to be homeless. It'll be tough. And the other thing that is worth mentioning is when we were sleeping rough in inverted commas, you know, we were in a secure place totally. with like-minded people. Yeah. We didn't have to, to have the fear yep. that so many people who are actually sleeping on the streets have got yep. of totally. what might happen to them. Yeah, yeah, are yeah. they going to wake up the next day? Are they, they going to get kicked in, the, in their sleep? Is their sleeping bags going to get um, set on fire? Yep. Are people going to wee on them that are drunk and abuse them? You know, it's tough. It's incredibly tough. You know, in touch wood, that's what this program offers, that safe and secure and almost confidence that we've got this, you know, and then we'll work with them in order to get back in, on their feet and into society. So tell us about the program in Buses for Homeless, because it isn't just you get to come and stay here for a night. People who are going to be your guests are going to be part of a big program that will hopefully mm -hmm. set them on a path where they can have a better life. Yeah, so, you know, going back to the fundamental needs is, is food and shelter. But um, primary to everything is your psychology. And at the moment, let's be honest, these people don't have that great a psychology. So our bus for wellness is all about getting, getting them motivated, getting them excited and almost stripping back the layers of everything that has led up to them becoming homeless. Now, nobody has yet done that. And, you know, that's, that's what we aim for. That's what we strive for. And I always say to people, the buses are our proof of concept and they look pretty darn awesome. But when we prove the value in terms of our program, then the whole world's going to take notes of, of what we're trying to achieve here. The bus that we're in at the moment is mm -hmm. the sort of learning bus. Learning bus. So, yeah, um, so once they're ready to make that transition back into, okay, I've, I've cleaned out my own stuff, I'm, I'm ready, I'm feeling much better about myself, we'll um, uh, transition them onto the learning bus where we'll teach them soft and vocational skills in order to, um, to get them back into apprenticeships, um, employment, or touch wood, help them set up their own businesses. And just build on that self-esteem, which absolutely. must get absolutely shut on when you're yeah. having to live out on to the streets. Totally, and, and people feel invisible yeah. on the street, you know? And it's tough. It is tough for, for people that aren't homeless. We've all got our issues. We've all got our problems. But, you know, at least we can go back to a warm place and a warm shower and have a warm, safe night's sleep at the end of the night, you know? Yeah, it's something that we absolutely take for granted. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You mentioned your friend who you found sleeping under one of the luggage compartments. Yeah, Sim. And you've talked about the psychology and trying to work out why people have ended up homeless. Mm -hmm. Did you have any idea how much he was struggling beforehand? No, no, I didn't. Um, and, and see, that's, that's the thing. Here was this old guy that had always supported me and was there for me. And when I saw him underneath a coach, it was like, whoa. And unfortunately, he had three dogs, which were his kids. He loved those dogs and nowhere gave him social housing. They, they wouldn't take the dogs, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's that's terrible. Um, and so he lived in he lived in the bus for two years. Now he's gladly back in employment and he's got a roof over his head. But he had to put his his old girl down and then rehouse the other two in order to do so. Really? And that destroyed 
The poor old bugger. Just doesn't make sense. No. Like, if someone tried to take my cat or my dog away from me, they'd, totally. they'd be fighting, they'd be teeth. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, and they are my lifelines in lots totally. of different ways. But yeah. if they were all I had, yep. that's horrific. I love dogs, so I, I always talk about dogs, but dogs are unconditional love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and support, and they're there for the owner. You know, and, and as and, comfort and as a friend, as a rock, and what more importantly, somebody to take care exactly, of. Exactly, exactly that. And by taking care of them, hopefully encourage you to take care of yourself. Totally. Because you've got to take care of them. Yeah, and un- unfortunately these days, more people are more concerned about the person's dog than the actual person themselves. And that's pretty chilling, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Let's go back to buses for homeless. Yes. When you first came up with the idea, <laughs> I imagine you were really excited. How hard was it actually making it happen? It was. It was really interesting because ever since that day, that moment um, where where we brought the bus for Sim, I, I started planning and conceiving it, and 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 drew some sketches on a on a pad and sent it off to my guy out in Bosnia to to draw the three D renders and. I got all excited, but then I wasn't in the mentality to, to, to drive that project forward. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. Um, I've done a whole, I've had a lot of personal trauma and tragedy in my life. I've done a lot of different woo-woo stuff. And <laughs> the, 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 I did this crazy life-changing ceremony, and I've done it now five or six times. And the last time I got my biggest shift, which was a devil that was inside of me, one of those traits which was clearly holding me back. And then it was really interesting that my last meditation, um, the meditation said, pass the reins over of the other stuff that you're doing to some other guys. And your role now is buses for homeless. And from that very moment on, it's just been incredible the amount of help and support that we're getting constantly and it's just one of those projects that people are interested in we've been world media have taken an interest today we've had an incredible meeting and and presentation to some local authorities and other homeless organizations so fingers crossed we are ready to start welcoming people on board and delivering the training as early as the 1st of December. That's incredible. Yeah. Today's been a pretty big day all around, hasn't it? Because what else happened? Today we got water, <laughs> running water, on our kitchen bus. Thank you, Tom, from Plum Squad for doing that <laughs> and the team. And then we also had Andy who's um, Andy and Pete come down who are water chlorinators. Now, that doesn't sound very exciting, <laughs> but... Now we are able to legally cook and prepare meals on the kitchen bus. So today is super exciting and it's just one thing after the next, after the next. And we always say thank you, more please. (laughs) What have been the the giddy making moments along what has surely been a massively hard slog? Going back all the way, um, you know, we did a Haircuts for Homeless thing on, on one of our other bus concepts and just cutting people's hair and then showing them the reaction in the mirror. Oh my God, those videos are so heartwarming. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was, was insane, you know, like, so that started and then we did the CEO sleep out and then um, in December we teamed up with some amazing girls from Cobham filled up one of the buses with a hundred Santa sacks and we drove around town walking up to homeless people and saying, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas, sir. 
that was one of the most amazing moments um, throughout the entire journey. You know, a friend reached out, amazing woman, Lex Butler, who's just one of the most incredible people that um, I know. She reached out and said, Dan, um, seen what you're doing, love it. Can you send me some more information? And then just after Christmas, she's going, Dan, um, congratulations. We've chosen you as our charity of choice for 2019. I was like, sweet. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) What do we got? (laughs) So she said, come along and and do a little talk to 180 people um, with the HBAA, the Hotel Booking Agents Association. Later on in the night, there was 300 people at a black tie dinner raising money for us. We were hoping to raise five grand that night, Mickey. We ended up with 27 and then three grand the following night, which was insane. That's incredible. Two weeks after that, Stagecoach gave us four buses and it was like, holy shit, this just got real, you know? And every single day now, we're just randomly getting messages out of the blue from people and organizations that have seen what we're doing want to support us it's just phenomenal the support that we've got from the community and one thing i do say is homelessness is a community-wide issue Mm -hmm. so it needs a community-wide solution with as many stakeholders as possible all contributing and collaborating towards our end goal which is help the poor buggers out there on the streets tonight and obviously, Buses for Homeless isn't going to be get all the fundraising and then it's done. It's going to be no. an ongoing project, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and buses aren't a long-term solution for sleeping. We absolutely know that. But buses are our first phase of a series of different steps that we've planned. So it goes back to the point where I said um, that the, really the proof of value in terms of the program is what we're doing. Now, whether that's static caravans, whether that's temporary housing, whether that's kitting out old disused pubs, you know, we've been talking with all kinds of organizations to almost revolutionize how homelessness is done within the community. Hello. Sorry to add to this advert break before we let you get on with the rest of this fantastic podcast. But just before that, to let you know that tickets for our International Men's Day Eve special have sold out, as have tickets for our show at The Stand in Newcastle on January the 12th. Sorry if you missed those, but we are back in London for our last show of the year on December the 11th. We will be joined by Daisy Haggard, she of Psychoville, Episodes and Back to Life fame. No way! Yes way, indeed. And we think tickets for this show would make a rather lovely Christmas present. So do have a look on our website if you'd like to give the gift of lols this Christmas. And you can find that at www.standardissuepodcast.com. You've shown the power of an individual taking action. Hmm. What would you advise people to do in order to do the same? Be prepared for a long, hard <laughs> slog. Look, it's, it's weird. You know, these days, it's not about me. It's about the team. And, and just, I guess you need somebody to, to go out there and create the, the spark. And that's almost, that's all I've done. You know, it's just mobilized. It's just one random Kiwi guy with a group of buses and then 
touch wood, we're, we're, we're teaming up with some amazing organizations and people because people buy people and it's us people that can help. So if you are out there, if you do have an idea, make sure you live it, breathe it, fight for it, do everything you possibly freaking can for that. And then do it over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so this, this has been a full time and a bit job for you for like a year? Just about. Just over, sorry, yeah. Just yeah. over a year. Yeah. What are you going to do when it's done? Good question. <laughs> Great question. When it's done, I, I think the proudest moment that I will have is when we see our graduates going off with jobs, with housing, but then coming back and mentoring the next group of people. That's what it's all about. It's homeless people paying it forward to other homeless people. Rodney, for instance, was a really interesting guy. Rodney came to us. He couldn't look you in the eyes. His confidence was shot. Now, we've got an amazing photo of Rodney sat on the dining bus in the seats that he reupholstered himself that would then help 32 other homeless people in the dining bus um, enjoy food. Now, Rodney's been working with St. Mungo's for the last three years. So Rodney was homeless. And that's what it's all about. These guys have the skills. They have the tools. They have the knowledge. They just need our help. It must have been a massive learning process for you, putting all this together, not just practically, but in terms of the realities of what homeless people are facing on the street. Totally, totally. And, and it's incredible the amount of red tape and bureaucracy <laughs> that you have to go through in order to do something positive. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but thank fuck we've got all of the um, policies now done. We've got the risk assessments, the health and safety stuff, the fire. We've got Legionella's um, things. We've got needle policies and everything. Once you kind of start, it's just a massive rabbit warren of, of stuff that you have to deal with. But we have to deal with that because we aren't cowboys. We're here to stay and we will be doing everything we possibly can in order to create a model that's revolutionary and life changing. Yeah. And that, I guarantee you will be the process and the program of buses for homeless. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone happier with a certificate for chlorinated <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> it, was little, it was delightful. Yeah, but it, it, it's like little things like that that you tick off and it's one more thing and one step closer to the end goal, which is getting the buses working. How do you feel society's attitude towards homelessness is at the moment it's terrible at the moment mm, i agree you know um people see homeless people outside a tube station out of control on drugs and alcohol now drugs and alcohol aren't the reason why they become homeless they're a coping mechanism for life on the street but more importantly life inside their heads and their hearts the first thing all of our team did on the CEO sleepout in um, uh, a couple of weeks back was have a drink. You know, that drink warms them up. Our program aims to help shift people's perceptions of homeless people. And that's why going out into the community with our homeless people doing good deeds in the community, that will, fingers crossed, help start kind of breaking those barriers. And homeless people have a story too. 
And when you get to know that person and you, you hear why or how they've become in the place that they're doing, then you start to appreciate actually, wow. And most of us are no more than two and three paychecks away from being on the streets as well, which is pretty chilling. And look, we are going to fail and we are going to fail over and over and over again. But hopefully we find something that works. And when we can find that something that works, then we can license it or give it to people and organizations to say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. It works. People are enjoying it. People are getting back on their feet. We've got some supported housing for everything. So fingers crossed we can roll that model out and make a difference. I have a, a, a sort of tricksy question. Oh, a tricksy. When you talk to charities, so when I chatted with Bianca about mm-hmm. CEO Sleepout, yep. she was saying that the best use of, if you want to give money, and there's a lot of announcements on the trains at the moment, if you want to give money, give them to a charity, then make sure that it will get to the people who need it. Totally. We're chatting to Sabrina Cohen Hatton, mm-hmm. friend of the show, awesome Incredible woman. Incredible woman, superhero. <laughs> Love her to bits, and her story is amazing. Yeah, and I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. If she wasn't so fucking amazing, I'd hate her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she said people giving her money directly was the only reason that she's still here. So I wondered, mm. what do you do? Hmm. What I say to people is, don't give homeless people money. Give them your time. Build a relationship with just one person on the street. Ask them their name, ask them how they're doing, treat them like a normal human being. Because who knows, that one 20 second conversation might actually make them feel better and might stop them doing something. Now, when you build a relationship with that person over time, then you're actually taking an interest in somebody's actually overseeing and somebody's looking out for me. So it gives them the hope, you know, so... In terms of in terms of that, I, I, I would say don't give money, give your time and build a relationship with one person out there. What can people do to help with Buses for Homeless? Buses for Homeless, yeah, um, we'd love for you to visit our website, buses4homeless.org. Follow our stuff if you like it and if you'd like to contribute towards paying somebody's life-transforming uh, program, then please make a contribution. We're after a series of different trainers, healers, um, uh, hairdressers, whatever. If you've got skills that could be of value to our program, then by all means. We've had so many people and organizations pick up the phone and say, we, we, we like what you're doing on the buses. Can you give us advice? Please share our stuff on, on, on social media and, and we'd love to invite you down to our site when we're ready. And when it's no longer um, encroaches on the laws. Yeah, and just be nice. When you did a little bit of a speech at CEO Sleepout, mm-hmm. I was really touched because one thing that you mentioned that I think is so important is is human kindness, and it gets totally. lost a bit in the rush of everyday life. Yeah, but it's so key to making everyone in our society feel visible and mm-hmm. feel important. Mm-hmm. Totally, Mickey. And it doesn't take long at all. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So let's all be nicer. Be nice. Yeah, kind. <laughs> it's nearly Christmas and Dan just received the most fairy lights I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. And stuff like this. Just We got a random call from Mark from Ealing Soup Kitchen uh, and he just dropped off a load of fairy lights. You know, like that stuff is amazing. There's so many incredible people out there that want to do something and want to help. Do it. On a scale of one to giddy, 
How <laughs> giddy are you? <laughs> Look, today, today has been a huge shift. It's just humbling. I almost cried during my presentation this afternoon as well. Um, and just really, really humbling to see a vision come into reality. I'm nervous, but the sight and the people that are surrounding us, where we are, have been amazing. Um, they've done everything possible to help us out. We've had amazing meetings with, um, with various different local authorities and other homeless organizations today. Everyone's so supportive. It's just like, this is good. And on a scale of one to exhausted, how tired are you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty shattered. But, but when, when, when you find your true north, it's not work. You know, you, when, you, when you're resonating on your passion and you're on the right cause and you're doing stuff, you know, I get up at six and get home at midnight and, and rinse and repeat and that's been t- um, 12 months of my life. Would I do it over? Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank you for showing me around. It's incredible. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming down, Mickey. And, and, and if you're listening and, and would like to follow, please visit our website, buses4homeless.org. Hi, Hannah here. Just having a nice cup of tea. I wanted to remind you that if you like what we do, you can help support us. You can do that by going to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash standard issue where you can throw some readies at us to help us keep producing the kind of thing that you seem to enjoy listening to and also keep me in tea thank you standard issue for all women